Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, August 18th. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. The other day on the podcast, I talked about the additions of Chris Kelly and Adam McQuaid to the Boston Bruins uh, coaching staff and you know player development. And so far, I've only briefly touched on the hiring of Ryan Muginell as the uh, AHL coach, so I thought today I would really take a look at that and discuss what he is going to be bringing to the table as the bench boss of the uh, Bruins minor league club. Uh, also going to answer a couple of mailbag questions and yeah, just catch you up on some news and notes from uh, the Bruins and around the NHL. Before we get into all that, a quick reminder to please smash that subscribe button so that each new episode will be automatically added to your feed. You can download, listen, and enjoy at your leisure. Uh, if you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. You can follow along on Twitter and on Instagram at LockedNHLBruins. Uh, same handle, both platforms. So let's now get into uh, Ryan Muginel, who was recently named the new head coach of the Providence Bruins, replacing Jay Leach, who was hired by the Seattle Kraken and will serve under their head coach, uh, Dave Haxtall. For those of you who are not familiar with Muginel, he's a Canadian former right winger. Uh, He played six seasons of pro hockey, including winning the 2003 Kelly Cup, which was awarded to the ECHL champions as a member of the Atlantic City Boardwalk Bullies. He is also a member of a business with uh, former NHLers Keith and Wayne Primo operating the Durham Hockey Institute in Toronto. He also owns the Whitby Fury of the Central Canadian Hockey League. He began his career in 1993 with the Owen Sound Platers uh, of the OHL. From there, he moved to um, the Kitchener Rangers of the OHL. His first professional season was spent with the Hampton Roads Admirals and the Chesapeake Icebreakers of the ECHL. Uh, He also joined the Quebec Rafale and the Cleveland Lumberjacks of the IHL. Uh, He would spend the 1999-2000 season with the Rochester Americans of the AHL, appearing in 20 games, scoring one goal with the team. Uh, He then went to the Jackson Bandits of the ECHL and, like I mentioned, won the Kelly Cup with the uh, Boardwalk Bullies in his final season of pro hockey. He began his coaching career in 2005, serving as an assistant with the Fresno Falcons. Uh, That team ended up folding, and uh, Muginel then moved to the Las Vegas Wranglers, where he was hired as a head coach and general manager, the second in team history. Uh, After the previous head coach, Glenn Gullitson, left to become the head coach of the AHL's Texas Stars. 
his early decisions as head coach and GM were to bring in former NHL All-Star Keith Primo to take over as the team's director of player development. So that's where their uh, relationship began. Uh, he also severed the team's ties with the Calgary Flames, who had been Las Vegas's NHL affiliate since uh, 2003. He stated the cost of travel between L.A. and um, Abbotsford, which was the site of Calgary's new AHL affiliate, uh, became uh, too burdensome to overcome, and he signed an agreement to become the ECHL affiliate of the then Phoenix Coyotes. Uh, Muganel went on to become an assistant coach with the Hershey Bears. Uh, Then he left the Bears and became an assistant with the Worcester Sharks. And then from there, he jumped to uh, the Providence Bruins, where he has been serving as an assistant uh, for a few years now. Uh, Interestingly enough, he also is uh, known for jumping into the Boston Harbor to rescue a man who was drowning. So really, what can he not do? He said, as he steps into this new role, the thing is maintaining the standards that Jay Leach put in place. That was a big part of him inheriting this job. He recognizes the standards that have been brought every day. Uh, For us, he said, it's the same identity. We're going to dictate how we play, how we compete. We're going to have strong teammate values. It's a great atmosphere. We've created an environment where guys want to come here, and that's a testament to the Bruins. You come here, you get the tools, and there's no excuse for you not to grow and develop. Uh, He says he recognizes that he is in a great spot with the Providence Bruins. You know, many have come through and made their way to the NHL ranks. Uh, That includes head coach Bruce Cassidy. That includes uh, current Bruins assistant Kevin Dean. That includes Jay Leach, of course. And Mugana said, anybody that pays attention, they recognize and they know not just the progression of players, but obviously coaches. Uh, That's a testament of the quality of people that Don Sweeney and John Ferguson and Cam Neely have Uh, put in place bringing in high quality people and recognizing that uh, for me what an honor he said it's obviously the premier job in the American Hockey League and I am honored grateful and super humbled to have that ability to have this job the Providence Bruins have been very successful over the past couple of years capturing two straight Atlantic Division titles They were set to go on a deep Calder Cup run in the spring of 2020 before COVID-19 shut down the season. Uh, They will hopefully be returning to normalcy, returning to the Dunkin' Donuts Center, and playing a 72-game slate once again. And there could be a lot of pretty good players in the ranks for the uh, Providence Bruins. You think of, uh, you know, uh, Jacob Lauko, Brady Lyle, Zach Sinition likely back there, Cameron Hughes, Jack Sean, Yerho Vakaninen, perhaps Jack Stanika, Fabian Lassell, Oscar Steen, guys that, you know, might have a chance to crack the NHL level, but more than likely will start at least in uh, the AHL, barring just an exceptional uh, training camp. He said... Uh, Muganel, that is, I'm confident in who I am as a coach. I'm a player first coach. I want to give the players the why, the how. I think for me, I'm a good teacher at it. I speak their language. 
but there is an adjustment period. I'm a field coach too. I think that's important for the players, especially in today's game. The commitment to the player and not just on the ice has to be evident. They have to feel it. It has to be genuine. And I think that's where Adam McQuaid is going to play a big role as well, bridging that gap between on-ice uh, play and off-ice values. And along those lines, Muganel added he believes in the quality of language that coaches use with players has an effect on them. A lot of today's game is feel and players having the courage and the confidence to go out and play. And part of the coach's jobs, uh, including Muganel and uh, assistant Trent Whitfield, is enabling them that way. And that's something that he feels very confident in as a head coach. Uh, so yeah, Ryan Muganel taking over as the head coach of the Providence Bruins, and that team is certainly uh, something that we will keep an eye on here this coming season, as well as the main Mariners of the ECHL, which, uh, you know, I'm still looking to get some gear as well. Before we get to some mailbag questions, let's talk for a moment about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain to stock all the auto parts you could possibly need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. They're a family-owned business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you could possibly need from brake parts to tail lamps, mortar oil, even new carpet, and uh, even gas caps, something that I ordered in the past for my old van. Go explore their easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. RockAuto.com, you can see all the parts available for your car or truck. Please write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Now, I got a couple of mailbag questions sent in. The first one came from uh, Albin, at Albin Carl, and they asked, What do you think about trading Jake DeBrusque, uh, Jacobs Borrell, or Yerho Vakaninen for Eric Branstrom plus a second round pick? That pick would most likely be around pick 35 to 45, and Branstrom would be a nice option as a left-handed defenseman. He's not top four ready, but has great potential, and he would also have an extra second rounder to trade at the deadline if needed. Now, Eric Branstrom is uh, reported to be possibly available. He is a member of the Ottawa Senators at the moment. He's a restrictive free agent yet to agree to terms on a new deal. Last season, he appeared in 30 games for the Senators, two goals, 11 assists. He was part of the uh, Mark Stone trade back in the day. He was drafted 15th overall in 2017 by um, the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, I saw a tweet. Uh, apologies, I can't remember who it was from. Oh, yes, it was Byron Bader, uh, at Byron M. Bader. He's the creator of Hockey Prospecting. He's an NHL draft consultant, a uh, big analytics guy. And he said, of anybody drafted from 2015 to 2021 and has played less than 100 games in the NHL, 
Uh, these are the players most likely to turn into stars. Evan Bouchard, Marco Rossi, Jamie Drysdale, Ty Smith, and Eric Branstrom. Dauber Prospects uh, describes him as a smart and strong two-way leader with a laser shot. Undersized for prototypical defensemen, but shouldn't be a fatal flaw. They have his NHL certainty at 9.7 out of 10. And uh, he is a borderline first-pairing defenseman, more likely a second-pairing defenseman at this point in his uh, trajectory. If you go to the SB Nation uh, Silver 7 Sens blog, they took a look back at Eric Brandstrom's season, and they wrote this about his future outlook. When Pierre Dorian traded Mark Stone, he said that it was the proudest day I've ever had as an NHL GM, a remark that he eventually went on to apologize for. Hyperbole aside, Dorian's boasting was largely based on the assumption that Branstrom would turn out to be a star defender. Two and a half years on, there's not a lot of evidence to suggest that will be the case. But that's not to say all is lost. He's still just 21 years old, and his play down the stretch this year showcased a lot of that tantalizing talent that had Dorian so hyped up in the first place. The Sens' blue line has struggled to move the puck for years, and Brandstrom immediately addresses that area of need. It's not too much of a stretch to envision a situation where his defensive play is improved just enough to allow his offensive game to shine through. For Brandstrom, though, that improvement needs to come sooner than later, as there's currently a gaping hole behind Thomas Shabbat on the depth chart, but the Sens didn't take Jake Sanderson fifth overall last year not to afford him every opportunity to lock down a prominent role on the Ottawa Blue Line. This coming season will be crucial in determining just what kind of future Branstrom has with the franchise. And given how little we've actually seen of him in the NHL, there's a wide range of possibilities for just how that might play out. Now, in terms of what Ottawa might be looking for, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure if DeBrusque and one of... Zborl and Vakaninen would be enough to get that done, seeing as how high on uh, Branstrom Pierre Dorian was at first. Certainly not adding in a second-round pick. I don't know if that's uh, quite feasible, uh, but it's definitely something worth looking at. I think he has higher upside than both of those defensemen, and he would be a good option on the left side uh, behind uh, Grizzlick. Uh, and to play with Brandon Carlo, per se. I think that could be a very good combination there. And then you could have Forbort on uh, the left side on the third pairing. Now, I still think what Boston needs most is help on the right side. After McAvoy and Carlo, it gets very thin. Uh, You know, you have Clifton and then Brady Lyle uh, on the depth chart. So that's something that certainly needs uh, to be addressed, I think, that... um, you know, the right side really needs uh, more shoring up, I think, than than the left at this point. Although having said that, you'd like more quality than quantity, perhaps, on the left side as well. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting uh, scenario, um, something to look at, I would think. And hopefully the Bruins aren't done tinkering with uh, the defense for sure, as uh, it still seems like very much a work in progress. The other question I got, a couple questions actually, came from Hannah Carpenter at H Carpenter Media. And they ask, what do you think Stadnika's ceiling will be at the NHL level, or is it still too early to tell? He's only 22. He had a really good 19-20 season in Providence. 
Curious also if you think he'll challenge for that 2C spot. I think his ceiling, that would probably be his ceiling, would be second line center. I don't see him as a first line center yet, although I would agree that it is a bit too early on to tell. He is only 22, and his last two seasons have been greatly impacted by COVID-19. Um, didn't really play much this past year, was trying to fit in on the right side. His natural position is, of course, uh, center. I still have high hopes for Sidnika. I think he could challenge for the second line center spot in camp. Uh, you know, Coyle's coming off uh, knee surgery. Sidnika's believed to have, you know, been working very hard this offseason. He's muscled up, which will help his play down the middle. And I think we'll get uh, a good glimpse of where he's at in training camp and in exhibition play. Uh, but I would not be surprised if he ultimately begins his season in the uh, in the AHL with Bergeron, Coyle, uh, probably Howla, Nasik, or Lazar, Felino still being able to play uh, center uh, above him on the depth chart. And his second question was also non-Bruins related mailbag question that I thought would be fun. With all the hype around Poutine and Maple Taffy being eaten out of the cup this week by Matthew Joseph and Yanni Gord of the Tampa Bay Lightning respectively, if you had the cup for a day and could eat anything out of it, what would it be? That is a great question. It would probably be something fairly boring. I'm a huge cereal guy. Uh, I have one usually at breakfast, one before bed, a bowl. Uh, so I'd probably be one of those players who put cereal in it. Uh, it might be fun to take it to Menchie's uh, Froyo and add some Froyo in there. I like the, uh, the old twist between vanilla and chocolate. Put some candies on there and let uh, my boys eat out of that as well. Uh, that would probably be my uh, first couple of picks. And then maybe uh, take it to my favorite cider place and, and fill it with that as well. That would be uh, pretty fun. Great questions. Thank you so much uh, to both of you for sending those in. And we will open that up again likely next week. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. There are nine delicious flavors, and when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about theirs. There's coconut to choose from, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. And there's also the uh, limited time flavor like uh, grasshopper cookie right now. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you will get two of each of the nine Built Bar flavors. Not only are they great tasting, but they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, about 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing tasting and good for you. Right now, you can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order of Built Bars, which is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. Uh, NFL training camps are ramping up. CFL is going on if you're into that. Before the next game, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the news, odds, sign up bonuses, and contest information. 
Speaking of sign-up bonuses, you can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. And One of the big stories so far this week is team owners approving jersey ads starting in 2022-2023. So it's a couple years away, but the NHL Board of Governors has unanimously approved adding ads to team jerseys effective uh, 2022-23. Clubs can now begin negotiating with potential ad partners. The ads must fit a 3 by 3.5 inch rectangle. Last season, the league began selling ad space on the side of players' helmets. Our Bruins had a TD logo on the helmets, and now there will be something on the jerseys. Uh, Perhaps Duncan, that's probably the most logical thing. Uh, Now, critics of these ads believe it's just another step in a slippery slope toward turning players into billboards on skates, uh, like you see in some European leagues. A few NHL fans want to see it, but it probably won't go that far. Uh, European clubs have little choice because they lack lucrative revenue streams enjoyed by the NHL. Uh, Manufacturer logos have appeared on NHL player equipment for decades. Nobody says anything about that. The small patch to appear on the front of the jerseys will be as unobtrusive as those on the helmets. That didn't really bother me at all last season. What did bother me more was the kind of uh, computer-imposed ads just inside the blue lines. Uh, Now, what this means is that, you know, the NHL is a business. The business took a big hit during the pandemic. They're looking for whatever measures they can find to generate more hockey-related revenue. And that, of course, will affect the cap space, which has been stalled for the last couple years. So fans who are getting mad about Jersey ads, A, you will likely be given an option to purchase them without these ads on them, and it will only help to increase the salary cap. Uh, So I don't really see it as a big deal. It's a long time coming. Uh, If you can buy them without it, that would be perfect. I don't see it as being a distraction during the game. Uh, The helmet ads weren't. uh, The ones on the ice were a bit more, but still, uh, just a long time coming. And uh, it'll be interesting to see who the Bruins end up partnering with here when it comes to uh, jersey ads. You may have noticed that the Bruins games for next season have been assigned start times. And it's important to remember that the schedule is not necessarily set in stone. No final agreement has been made to this point regarding possible participation at the Olympics. And therefore, another version of the uh, schedule could be released. If there is no player participation, a revised schedule will come out. And uh, to the greatest extent possible, that schedule will adopt the dates and games reflected in the schedule that does have Olympic participation. Although, you know, that will be impossible to keep together because there's such a gap in it there will obviously be uh, some differences but right now you can see uh, times for Bruins games they are scheduled to begin the regular season on Saturday October 16th at home versus the Dallas Stars Uh, they will of course be playing every team in the NHL this season not just um, 
you know, their own division, going back to a regular schedule with regular divisions. So starting against the Stars uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so that will be something that is circled on the calendars, and regardless of the Olympics, that one uh, shouldn't change at all. That is it for today's episode of Locked on Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen, and please do subscribe if you have not already. Uh, I cannot recommend Ted Lasso enough. We have been watching the second season. Only watched three episodes, but um, the third one in particular, the Dubai Air episode, was greatly uh, you know, enjoyed. It was probably one of my favorite episodes of the series so far. I've also been watching Cocaine Cowboys, uh, kind of a true crime doc on Netflix. And uh, what else have I been watching? I'm hoping to start Heels as well, which is the new wrestling drama that is supposed to be uh, just amazing. So probably check that out uh, as well. And White Lotus just finished that as well if you're looking for something entertaining to watch. Anyways, That is my uh, entertainment update for the day. And please, again, do follow along at ENC McLaren on Twitter. uh, Locked NHL Bruins on both Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we'll be back later this week for another episode of Locked on Boston Bruins. Again, thank you all for taking some time to chat. No, not chat, but listen to me. (laughs) Kind of prattle on. And uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple days. Please do take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And uh, yeah, go Beast.